I'm Jana Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities, and today I'm speaking with Professor Jeff McCarthy, Director of the Environmental Humanities Program. A two-year graduate degree, the program trains the next generation of environmental leaders and thinkers. Let's start off with just an overview of what the Environmental Humanities Program is. The environmental humanities is an emerging field at uh, major universities, um, and what we study is the way that culture, uh, the humanities more broadly, can answer environmental questions. So we approach environmental issues from the perspective of history, ethics, art, literature, and we try to ask just how human beings understand themselves in nature and suggest that that understanding is significant to uh, the sorts of environmental crises that we find ourselves in today. What I will add to that is that um, th this means that our, that our students come to us with an interest in academic pursuits and also with an interest in real-world engagement. And, you know, I say real-world with these sort of air quotes, but what I mean is that um, the students tend to be interested in a kind of applied uh, uh, relation to the things that they study. They want to know how their work can relate to um, uh, environmental justice. They want to know how their work can relate to environmental racism or uh, people uh, people's lives being displaced by a changing climate or um, our sense of uh, open lands and uh, wild country um, here in the American West, for instance. So it's an academic pursuit that has uh, a, um, a clear set of applications um, in this uh, very important climate moment um, here in the United States. Can you give us some examples about what specifically students do while they're in the program? Um, one of the distinctive features of environmental humanities is the multiple methodologies that our students employ. What I mean by that is that uh, some of our students are especially interested in, say, narrative, in creative responses to a climate-changing uh, world, in creative responses to the beauty of nature or the overlaps between nature and uh, um, society around us, or the ways that we can no longer distinguish between um, what we call nature and what we call society. Uh, other students come at these questions from uh, a perspective informed by the sciences or the social sciences. So we have some students who are, as I said, involved in um, artistic representations of their uh, experiences and concerns, uh, while another handful of students might be um, developing surveys with a sociologist. Uh, still others are connected with um, the natural sciences. We have a number of um, students who work with the GCSC, the Global Change and Sustainability Center, um, do it, and they do a certificate program with the GCSC, and are involved in work that um, we would understand as uh, as as more like natural science, in addition to the humanities training that they have. All of our students um, have a capstone project, either a, a typically what, what you would call what you would see as a thesis, um, and that's an extended research project that investigates uh, some issue that's um, important to them. And so each student's academic path is uh, partly learning um, the kind of foundation of ideas that make up. Uh, the environmental humanities, and then it leads them to um, 
uh, to, to, to their own distillation of what question needs to be asked and how best to ask it with their research. Um, <clears throat> we also offer students uh, summer support, and there is um, uh, the chance for uh, summer funding for students whose research projects, uh, interests working with nonprofits, for example, um, position them to uh, do meaningful work over that one summer between, their, uh, between the two years in their master's degree. Going back to the research a little bit, can you give some examples of what type of research projects are coming out of the program? In some cases, students will align their research projects with the very real work that nonprofit environmental groups are doing here in the West. So, uh, Three years ago, um, our student uh, Kathleen Metcalf approached me about doing a project where she would try to investigate the difference between environmental attitudes and organizations 30 years ago and those same attitudes and organizations today with the goal of putting together some kind of a white paper that uh, environmental executive directors, executive directors of nonprofits, could use to understand just where environmentalism is going in the heads of college students, in the heads of young people um, nowadays. Uh, that's very much an applied Project. Another sort of applied project is uh, um, an environmental education project. So uh, two years ago, a student, uh, Josh Fulton, did a project in connection with the Tracy Aviary here in town where he put together, uh, he did research about environmental education and then put together um, teaching materials that would assist with um, all the class groups that go through the aviary from local schools um, and trying to trying to examine the effectiveness of different techniques for reaching these groups of young people while also being certain that uh, the content that, the, that those um, teaching opportunities delivered was uh, accurate to um, the latest insights about environment and science. Similarly, a student this year, uh, Laura George, is working on lesson plans for um, elementary school and middle school students about plants. And her thesis is that uh, students know an awful lot about um, what gets called charismatic megafauna, right? They can tell you about grizzly bears, and they can also tell you about all kinds of dinosaurs, but they really can't tell you three different trees in their backyard. Uh, and so wouldn't it be great to start with um, uh, flora instead of fauna? Uh, wouldn't it be great to give, to give young students students a chance to know um, where they live through the plants that live there. Uh, that's another environmental education um, application. One more example, a uh, student who was just sitting here with me before he came in, is someone who's working on um, representations of uh, travel writing in the American West in the 21st and late 20th century, and thinking about the insights that those uh, travel writers deliver about um, about place, uh, and he's also on his way to um, PhD programs. Before we wrap up, can you let us know what type of students you're accepting into this program and what the requirements are in case any students are interested in applying? We look at students' grades. We're very interested 
uh, in their writing skills. Um, <clears throat> we're very interested in their analytical and critical skills as represented by the work that they've done um, at their previous college or university, uh, but also in their broader skills in the world. So there's a kind of mix between academic excellence and practical application that we have um, here in the Environmental Humanities graduate program. And so our students come to us from a variety of backgrounds. We get students from the sciences and the social sciences. Probably the, the biggest group of our students does come from uh, um, the humanities, what we would think of as traditional humanities programs, right? Uh, people from history, people from English, people from um, the, the sort of growing group of environmental studies undergraduate degrees that has a strong humanities focus. Focus. But what these people have in common, I think, is a kind of public engagement, a commitment to uh, the issues that surround us, and a sense that the work that they're training to do with us is somehow going to engage that world, is somehow going to directly affect the outcome of the really important environmental crises unfolding right here around us in the West, uh, in North America, and all over the planet. That was Jeff McCarthy of the Environmental Humanities Program. Visit humanities.utah.edu for more information about this program and other areas of study offered through the College of Humanities.